attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. I guess <laughs> that was really exciting. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. We are in New York. We are once again East Coasters. We are very cold. It is freezing here. <laughs> Dana, I sent you that picture of Noah, like wrapped up like an ig- in like his stroller igloo thing that he now lives in, which is also looks like the coziest thing on the planet. It's like a stroller sleeping bag papoose combo yeah. that's happening, and he looks adorable and very New York baby. He's like a trendy New York baby. Um, but I saw that picture, and I'm living in 75 degree weather here in California. And I it's gotta so tell cold. you, I saw it and was like, no, thank you, Un- uninterested. Love the baby, but I do not need that that sleeping bag situation in my life. But we are here. We had a bit of a crash landing. The entire family got COVID, so that was real fun. Um, but we're all Yay. better now. Uh, we're in New York. Our furniture's here. It's feeling like home. All my little Disney accoutrements have shown up, so I've like made my space feel like me. We have our beautiful Cinderella's castle painting that we bought from the Riviera hanging on the wall again. I've got my little Donald Duck above my monitor, so I'm good. I'm good. We're here. We're cold, but we're here, and it's it feels it feels really good to be back on the East Coast. I miss you guys. I miss the West Coast. I miss the weather. I will miss being able to pop down to Disney, but now I get to pop down to Disney World when we want. And we're going in April, which I'm super excited about. Yay! I am so excited for you to go. I know that in another episode down the line, you and I are going to have a whole, probably a couple of episodes of a review about my trip that I just went on with my family to Disney World. Obviously, I didn't even tell you this, Adam, but we're going again to Disneyland this weekend. So my daughter, <laughs> my five-year-old, well, we're annual pass holders, we're magic key pass holders. Um, but my daughter, my five-year-old was like, we can compare and contrast. It's a small world from Disney World to Disneyland. And I was like, well, that's cute. I, my job here as a parent is done. <laughs> I am done, folks. <laughs> I have raised her. She is at five years old. She's a she's she's done. Cute, cute, cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, we're we're excited to be back. We're excited to go down there in um in April. Excited to talk to you about the trip. We need all the tips and tricks, which we'll get to in another episode. And also, like, excited to talk more about the East Coast. I know we kind of hinted at this the other day when we were talking about me moving out here, but like. You know, there's so much Disney on the East Coast, too, like between New York City with its Disney theatrical and all the shows and the things to do. And we went to the Disney store the other day and oh, my gosh, the one in Times Square. Like, yes, they've got some good merch. Like we may have to do a whole thing on the merch you can find in the Disney store that's not at the park. So we went there. It's been it's been really fun to be back and you know, we're excited to talk more about Disney World, too. But don't worry, we're still going to really focus on our favorite little park in California. I love that. Well, yes, we're going to just include them both because I have such a big place in my heart for Disney World. So I love that. And I really am going to take you up on that offer, Adam, about coming out to uh, oh my New gosh. York come, and come, visiting come. all the Disney stuff. I remember right before, like, the world shut down with COVID, <laughs> um, Frozen 2 had just come out the end of 2019, and I don't remember what part of New York. I want to say it was one of the – like Fifth Ave – or Saks Fifth Avenue or one of those areas did a whole like – 
walking display of scenes of Frozen 2 that you could go oh, do. Cool. And all my New York friends went and did it, and it looked incredible. So I do yeah. know that New York does it up with Disney. Yeah, we'll have to do, like, well, I mean, we need to go see Aladdin. We need to go see Lion King. Thankfully, Frozen on Broadway has closed. It was so bad. Um and I like Frozen, but Frozen on Broadway was like they spent all of their budget in Let It Go. And then the rest oh. of the play was like and Let It Go was like at one point, I think Kurt and I went and saw it together and we were like, wait, when did this become a drag show? Like the amount of glitter <laughs> things that were happening during Let It Go. But um anyway, look, there's all kinds of fun stuff to do. Um and also Disney Cruise Line comes out of New York too. Out of uh, just down down the road from us a little, a few blocks. So anyway, yeah. all kinds of stuff. But you said you're going back to Disneyland this weekend. Yes, I am. We're starting our day at California Adventure. Ooh. Well, yeah. there's something that you fancy magic key holder can't do this trip. What? You can't go to the Magic Key Lounge. Oh, you're right. It's supposed to be Magic Key Month of February. Yeah. Have they That's started have they like started anyway. selling magic key passes again yet? Or are those still blocked off like um Disney World annual passes are? You know, I don't I think there's different tiers that are still available. I'm gonna look it up while we're talking, but I don't think here in early February that they are selling the top two tiers right now. Yeah, because they're not um you can't get Disney World annual passes yet, which is a bummer because we were like, oh, maybe that would actually make economic sense with the amount of times so we'll probably Pop down to Orlando because it may seem like New York to Orlando is far for some people, but it's not. It's an under a two hour flight uh, and you're there and, you know, no more Magical Express. But I guess now we'll just Uber ourselves over there to the hap- most magical place on Earth. I almost called it the happiest place on Earth. I had to stop myself. Habit. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> Magic Keys. Uh well- Go ahead. Well, real quick, you are right. The top two, I, I, I'm right. We're both right. The top two tiers are still unavailable as of February 2022. You can't buy mm. the Dream or Believe keys, um, but you can get the Enchant and Imagine, which are the bottom two tiers. Which are so the two you can tiers? Go every that other you can never Tuesday. Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody wants them. Well, so we've talked a lot about the Magic Key Terrace when y'all have gone, like you and Kim and Sierra and Sierra and everybody's gone. You talked about the Magic Key Terrace and how great it was. And, like, it's a cool spot. The food's hit or miss. But, like, the drinks are good. You know, and you've had a good time. Well, it's closed. Because apparently they're going to do you one better. And they're kind of like, I kind of picture it like this. Like, if Club 33 or the other one at DCA, the 1901 Lounge. Like, Mm -hmm. if those are, like, flying business first class on Emirates with the shower and the glitz and the glamour and blah, blah, blah. Well, now they're going to be opening up the Hacienda hideaway, which is only for magic key holders. And it'll be in the magic key terrace space. So it's that spot above um, the Sonoma wine terrace and all that over there in the worst fake olive garden on the planet. Um, That restaurant. It's not that bad. You just have never (laughs) eaten there. 
<laughs> um, so later this spring, they're going to open up a beautifully redone, renovated space up there, only for Magic Key holders. I'm sure it's probably going to be pretty hard to get in initially, even for Magic mm-hmm. Key holders. I'm oh, sure yeah. reservations are going to be yeah. hard to get. It looks beautiful, but I think the coolest bit about this is that, remember you guys have told us about, um, I think it was Kim who told us about Nutmeg the Cat? It was Kim and Sierra Jones who told us about Nutmeg. Nutmeg the cat. It's a cat of Disneyland that just likes to hang out at the Magic Key Terrace. So apparently some of the artwork in the new redesign of the Magic Key Terrace of Hacienda Hideaway (laughs) will include Nutmeg the cat. He's being enshrined forever into Hacienda Hideaway. I want to meet this Nutmeg. I have only eaten... And drank at the the dining terrace one time, and that's one time too many, in my opinion. I have no interest in going there again until they open up this fancy lounge. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty nice. Like they, uh, I'm sure the food and drink are probably going to be pretty similar to what's there right now, but it'll be I it'll be interesting not. to Gosh. see. Or what'll be interesting to see is what level of magic key they end up making you have if you have to have like maybe the top or the top two to get in. Oh, Adam, I didn't even think about that. I feel like they would have said that already, but you're not wrong. That scares me a little bit if that's accurate. Well, you got the I top. You got the second that, from the top. Yeah, and we have somebody else in our party that has the top one, so I'm not too do. worried about going. I know we will get to go. I'm curious more what the price tag will be of this. Well, I think it's just going to be whatever the food costs. You think it's going to be an additional entry fee? I don't know. I have gone to Club 33, and I know a member. I know a me- I know a, a person who knows a member, I should say, and I got to go to Club 33. <laughs> I really and the go. amount of money I spent there was worth every penny. But the they pulled out all the stops. This was by far one of the most incredible meals I've ever, maybe the top meal I've ever had in my life. Food-wise, it was incredible. The service was amazing. It was in Disneyland, but it was very un-Disney-like in the sense that like they wanted to prove that they didn't have to give you a fast pass like it wasn't part of a dining package they were like we are a cut above and so when they Mm. add the word the club 33 of pass holders i fear that that is not going to be accurate or if it is it's going to be incredibly expensive because what we spent that one night on two people was the equivalent of what we'd spend like for a maybe a two maybe a one day Full eating at fancy restaurants at Disney World. I still really want to go one day. One day. Yeah. One day I'll get to go. You to should Club definitely 33. be on every Disney fan's bucket list. One day. Can we go to the one in Orlando? Can we make that happen? How do we make that? Probably, happen? but I don't really have any interest in seeing it because I've been to the Club Thirty Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. California wah, snub. Wah, 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 whatever. All right. So <laughs> anyway, well, after you have eaten everything and drank everything at the fake Club Thirty Three, uh, <laughs> known as the and the Hideaway, <laughs> um, if you are staying at the Disney hotels, there is this new thing, and I saw it, and I texted you immediately about it because I was like, what? you can now get your morning workout on at the grand californian or 
inside DCA. So they are now offering pre-park hours morning workout group fitness classes at Disneyland. If you're saying do it together, I kind of want to next time. Next time we we come and we stay at the Grand Cal or I think you can be at either the Grand Cal or the Disneyland Hotel to go. But all this stuff happens either at the Grand Cal or at the or inside DCA. But 100 percent we can go. So they have like great. Okay, so I want to go through these. They have 12 different more than 12 different workout classes that are between 30 and 45 minutes in length that are based out of the spa. So the very first one, I was like, this would be an epic disaster because I have no balance whatsoever. Aqua yoga. <laughs> Practice yoga on a paddleboard while floating in the Grand Californian fountain pool. So literally, it's like stand-up paddleboarding, but you're doing yoga on a paddleboard in the pool. It, at the Grand Californian. For at a the second, Grand I thought you were meeting in... California Adventure, and I was picturing this on top of where they do World of Color, and I was like, that seems problematic. <laughs> yeah, because I would end up but not on you. the paddleboard. I would be spending most of my time falling off the paddleboard into the water. So that is one. There's Awakening Yoga. Okay. Wake up with mm-hmm. Disney by enjoying a yoga session overlooking DCA from the Grand Californian's rooftop deck. So if you want to get yeah. your morning your morning yoga on, you can do it on the roof. Or you can no, sleep thanks. in and get a coffee and uh, uh, a croissant. Um, okay, so here's the one that you and I are going to do when I go. Okay. Well, we have a couple choices, actually. Boot camp at DCA. Spirited high-intensity oh. boot camp will have you on the move, traveling from land to land before the park opens, which put with push-ups, squats, sit-ups, and maintains – a 12-minute mile jogging pace around the park. Oh. I, can I just do a run through the park? Can I just do one of the, like, 5K oh, no. runs? I don't want to I don't want to do Barry's Boot Camp yeah, a la Disney. Yeah, we're doing Barry's Boot Camp a la Disney. Um, okay, so they have Disney Ears Yoga. You can go to a yoga class where you get to wear your Disney ear, your Mickey ears. No. <laughs> How much money do you have to spend to do these? I don't know. Okay, um, this is the other one that kind of looks fun. Uh, you can do an okay. obstacle challenge at DCA at the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. So they like they're setting okay. up an obstacle course for grownups before park opens. I'm familiar. Okay. Or here you go. You can do the power walking workout at DCA. <laughs> it's a two mile journey mm. through DCA um, that maintains a 15 to 18 minute per mile pace. Oh, I do that. That sounds easy. No, let's do, we're doing the boot camp. And then we're doing the obstacle no. course. Like, I want to do the boot camp no. and the obstacle course. Adam, I'm five foot two on a good day. I don't do obstacle courses. I can't Come on. hit those It'll top be peak fun. things. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be good at it. It'll I can be do fun. yoga, but I want to do yoga <laughs> in the park. I don't want to do yoga on the rooftop of a hotel. So apparently, I think these are included if you're at, I have to check this. I think these are included if you're staying at the Grand Cal, but you have to pay a fee if you're staying at the Disneyland Hotel to take these classes. Um, oh, hold on. Okay. I'm just looking. I had this pulled up. So sorry. Bear with me, everybody. Yep. Um, yeah, you have to. It's a fee if you're at the Disneyland Hotel. 
Um, but okay. yeah, there's your there's your <laughs> new uh, workout classes at Disneyland. Hold um, okay, follow-up question, Adam. How long <laughs> do you think these will last? Oh, I cannot imagine these are going to last. I mean, this is California. So maybe, like, if they tried to do this in Orlando, it would be like, no, no, no. We want to do the, um, like, hover around races at oh. the Magic Kingdom before. Is that too mean? Yeah. I, no, I mean, look, we're from California. I just went to Disney World. I don't want to fat shame Disney World, but it was it was different. It was a different oh, scenario. It's for totally, me. totally different between the. Oh, I just found the pricing. So, um, Aqua Yoga is. Oh no, you can take an Aqua Fitness class for thirty dollars. Power walking in DCA is twenty five dollars for forty five. I will do that. Walk. I want to power walk. Boot camp is only twenty five dollars. It starts at six thirty in the morning. So does power walking. Um, Aqua Yoga is thirty bucks. You know, not actually like, I mean, granted, you have to be staying at the Disneyland Hotel or um, Grand Cal to go, but the pricing is not okay. bad. But you don't have to pay if you're staying at the Grand California. You no, I can't tell. Bucks like they have this weird, okay. like, of course, true Disney fashion. They have this like, uh, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I know. I, I did. It's this. like the fine I, print that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so. Just, I yeah. don't know, find out when you book your hotel. But anyway, right. uh, so group exercise classes at DCA. You know, this actually is funny because I was just talking to some running friends out here who all just did the Dopey mm-hmm. Challenge at Disney World where they did the 5K, the 10K, yeah. and the half, the full. And I think I'm going to do it next year. The whole thing? The whole the thing? The whole Dopey Challenge, yeah. Oh my gosh. I you know what? I will do the first two, the five and the ten K with you. Yeah, come for the five Maybe and the ten K and then we'll I'd hang out. Half. I would do a half. You marathon. could do it a half. And that one is the I think that's the goofy challenge is if you do the five, the ten, and the half. I could do that. Maybe I could I'll do that. do that one too. I would do that with you. We could do that and then we'll play at Disney World for a weekend. Done. Oh, okay. If I have to. Now I have Force to convince me, you to do it. You? With team and training to raise money to help beat cancer. We could do that together. Obviously, I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah. We can do this for both okay. your mom and our pal, Allison. Let's do it. All right, done. We're committed. It's happening. You heard it here okay. on the podcast. And maybe for training, we'll go and do a DCA boot camp. <laughs> no, I'll just, I want a power walk. Power walk only for me. <laughs> so anyway, that's those are the two we wanted to hit on tonight. Um, and just because I don't know, I, I, but I wanted, I wonder if you can do your boot camp class with your Mickey ears on. I'm uninterested. I'm but not. The a Mickey only thing ears is, think about gal. it though. If you get up at six thirty in the morning, burn a thousand calories in a Disney boot camp class. And let's be honest, this is a Disney boot camp class. And if the average running pace is a twelve minute mile pace. It's not working that hard. You're going to be doing like five push-ups and then moving okay. on. Okay. But okay. think of all the treats and drinks you get to have the rest of the day with less guilt because you just worked up a sweat in the park before the park opened. I'm interested. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it with <laughs> Hold you. Hold on. This also just reminded me in New York, pre-pandemic, um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, you know, one of the uh-huh. most iconic, beautiful art galleries in the world was offering. I'm aware was offering morning power walking workout classes in the Met. 
So it was like led by an instructor who would go through all the different places of the Met, power walking people <laughs> through at like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was a thing. No. <laughs> thing. It was that's a thing. ridiculous. Anyway, that's what I got. So now, should we dive into the vault? Let's do it. As I'm doing arm motions. Yeah, you are. And your deep vault voice, because I can't do it. Um, I decided to keep us at California Adventure because I knew a lot of our mouse musings were going to be in the same park. So I'm going to share a vault for you all of a ride that I think universally is so loved. And it also was a park opening attraction. So I'm curious, Adam, if you have any guesses. The Voyage of the Little Mermaid? Not a park opening attraction. Ooh, that one wasn't. opened just a few years ago. Really? I thought that had been there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Goofy's Fly School. Oh my God, no. Obviously not. I but love I Goofy's Fly School. That one. <laughs> You're the only human on this earth that does. No, we're talking about the one, the only, Soren over California. Oh. I know. I love it. And it's got a great story, too. And I remember actually learning a little bit about its history from that old History Channel show, Modern Marvels. Do you remember that show at all? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like like a square TV show. It was like super square. It was meant for the dads of our lives. And uh, I remember watching this one episode about like the modern marvels of Disney Imagineering and they did one on Soren. So I rewatched the segment on YouTube today <laughs> to get a lot of this information. Um but here it is, folks. So Soarin' Over California was originally created to be that standout attraction for California Adventure when it opened. They wanted something to be very, obviously, California, because that was the entire theme and singular theme of this theme park. And so they wanted to have something where you felt this hang glider sensation over all of California. And originally the concept was called Ultra Flight, where guests were going to pass through a series of screens depicting various scenes of California, not dissimilar to what we have today, but instead of it being the big, long kind of bench style seating like we know, they were going to have every person individually strapped into a harness so you felt like you were hang gliding over California and you would see these big nope. screens. Nope. It, it was going to be three stories long. So you would start at the bottom and you'd work your way up seeing like a different screen here and there and you'd be like literally harnessed nope. in. So picture nope. – Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> The actual Imagineer example, like I say it sounds a little bit like a ski lift, but the Imagineer's depiction was that it was more like a clothing rack at a dry cleaners. So you're going to picture yourself a clothing <laughs> rack dry cleaner. You're going to be like zooming through California on your own dry cleaning rack experience. I'm picturing like that scene in um, the Monsters, Inc. ride when all the doors are. Uh, yes, yeah, the doors. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But you, you're humans doing this exact same experience. And so they tried. They were like, one, this isn't going to work because we can't get people funneled through this quickly enough because it's all individual lanes. And two, this, this is just not going to work. Like ski lifts are already challenging enough in itself. So this is a no. And so they shelved the ride. This is, by the way, I should mention this 
idea came around in the mid 90s and they were like, it's not going to happen. So it's 1996 and there's an imaginary named Mark Sumner who like they had shelved it the previous week. He's disappointed because he had been assigned this particular project. He goes home for Thanksgiving weekend and he has an idea where maybe something could work if he looks at kind of making a model. So he goes up to his attic. He finds an old erector set. And he starts tinkering with it. You know, the erector sets, mm-hmm. those old like metal. Absolutely love those. Kind of. Right. I think every boy loved those. I never had one, but I had friends who did. So in the span of three hours in his garage, he constructs what essentially became the model of the Soren ride vehicles. So he figures out with like, he uses a little levy, but he figures we can use a mechanical engineering to do this. Um, we can put a motor on the top half of these ride vehicles and it can pulley them up so you can have three bench row seating looking at a big IMAX screen. He brought it in on Monday and everybody went ballistic. They're like, yes, this is the answer we have been looking for. So he adds to it by saying like, because this is bar style seating and we can fit a lot of people, we should put a little like hang glider aluminum piece over that looked kind of like an airplane wing and we can add a fan to it which is also exactly what we have today so you have an individual fan that is blowing a little bit of air at various levels throughout the ride simulating that you are at the beach or very little fan if you're at the desert and in addition he also had suggested we can add in some scents that smell like the different scenes that you're looking at which also worked quite well. I love it. I love the scent. Do you have a favorite scent? The orange. I love the oranges. I know. I do too. I miss the orange groves. I also love the like redwood piney scent mm-hmm. when they're like skiing and stuff. Um, so anyhow, it worked super well for him. And they started creating this ride thinking that this was going to be kind of a quick and easy solution. But they didn't realize that the steel beams that were going to be a part of the Soren ride were going to be a huge, like physically huge piece of this, um, which takes almost a million pounds of steel in each ride vehicle to make this whole operation work. So think of that next time you ride it. Um, Each ride lifts 87 guests 40 feet in the air every 15 minutes, which is pretty cool. That's cool. So for the filming of the original video, and I'm talking about Soaring Over California, we'll get to Soaring Over the World in a second here. But But the process of the filmmakers took about two years for them to complete it. So... It was an IMAX HD frame rate of 48 frames per second, which is about twice the conventional rate of a standard film. And the original version of California locations were real people on the screen. So, you know, when you're seeing the kayakers up in the Mm -hmm. northern part of California and the surfers, those are all real people doing their real thing. And it took them like literally hours if not an entire day to get the right shot they shot it over and over again using a helicopter to get all of these different framings um the yosemite mountain climbers literally had to quote hang for hours just to get that shot oh my gosh that's a joke for you adam are you you alive you paying attention here there you go there you go uh (laughs) we call it a mom joke but it doesn't really (laughs) 
I'm trying over here, folks. Come on. <laughs> Hang around because they're mount- Okay. But no, but really, but like with Yosemite and all those locations, that was the singular hardest piece oh, to get to film because they didn't have the permits to film in most of those places. So they were hoping it was only going to take a year to film the Soren video, but it actually took them two years. Uh, specifically, the clearance to film in Yosemite, they had to get from the Department of the Interior to fly over Yosemite, and that was their second most challenging location to film. Um, they had not filmed a helicopter sequence over Yosemite Park since the mid-1900s until Soaring came into play in the wow. late 1990s. So it took 50 years, folks. But the hardest spot to film was actually in Monterey and that Point Lobo scene um, because it was even more difficult to get the permission to film because it was a natural protected wildlife reserve. And there's zero filming over in that spot. So in the film, in Soarin' Over California, one of the boats seen in that sequence is an official National Oceanic and Atmosphere Administration boat positioned there purposely to keep an eye on the animal and bird activity during the filming. That's cool. It's so so amazing where they were able to get access to, to film this thing. To take you to places that you literally would not otherwise see in your life, probably. I mean, I also heard in that Modern Marvels bit that, like, their hardest, like, choreographed shot was the one with the, um, the I'm blanking on the name, like, the Hell's Angels flyers over the horseback riders. They had to do that, like, three times, and they couldn't get the jets to change their sequence because they have, obviously, a choreographed dance to do in the air. And it was the first time they'd ever done that with the helicopter underneath them. (laughs) It It sounds like a nightmare to me. Um, so Soarin' Over California, as I said earlier, made its debut as an opening day attraction at California Adventure on February 8th, 2001. It was an immediate success and maybe the only success for California <laughs> Adventure when it first opened. Probably. DCA Probably. was just like, everybody was like, no, this park is absolutely awful. There was an Imagineer, I can't remember which one, that even said like, I liked DCA better when it was a parking lot. Um, and that was basically its first, like, five years. But Soren did really well. It did so well, in fact, that Epcot was like, we want our own. So in 2005, they released Soren Over California, but they just got rid of the Over California bit and called it Soren. However, they showed the same video minus the ending sequence where they took out Disneyland with the fireworks and put in right. Epcot with the fireworks. And again, smash hit, even for Epcot. On June 17th, 2016, California Adventure and Epcot shows were replaced by the Soarin' Over the World ride, which is what you see today. You go to any of the parks, and it's exactly what it sounds like. They've removed all of the California elements, and they've just added world places from Antarctica to the Taj Mahal to Paris, you know, kind of. All over. I will say this over and over. Disney World should keep soaring around the world. California should keep soaring over California. Be done. Agreed. Done. You get different Agreed. things about parks. You get the classic at the classic park. You get the other one, which fits perfectly at Epcot with the whole world showcase and everything else. It fits perfectly soaring around the world down there. It makes no sense at DCA. Yes. 
Agreed. Make make Soarin' Over California its own special thing just for DCA and let the other ones all be the world. And I'm fine with that. I wish that and I will say they do bring it back pretty often, which I like. They brought it back right before the COVID shutdown uh, for Food and Wine Festival. It was Soarin' Over California again. And I would take that one over Soarin' Over the World or Around the World any day. Um, I should also mention that they have Soarin' Around the World with various names, both at Shanghai Disney and Tokyo Disney Sea. Tokyo Disney Sea's opened in 2019 and Shanghai's opened in 2016. So they do have them in four different parks. That tells you that this is a pretty big fandom of a ride. That line is always long. And it's the ride eats people, but that line is just always, always long. It does. I mean, like I said earlier, it seats nearly 90 people every show. But at the same time, it it goes so slow. And they all have multiple rooms to play in, at least two per park. But it still goes super slow. My one fun fact, and I didn't even need to look at the Internet to tell you this fun fact. But I'm curious (laughs) if you've ever noticed, Adam, where the hidden – there's a lot of hidden Mickeys. But there's one particular hidden Mickey in the Soarin' Over California that is the most sought after hidden Mickey to find. Is it the golf ball? Yes, it is. Yep, it's on the Mickey, it is. The Good Mickey job. golf ball. Ah, I know my things. I know my facts. <laughs> In the Palm Springs golf scene, you see um, a golfer hit a, a ball, and right before the ball, like basically goes past the screen, you see a little tiny Mickey's Mickey hidden Mickey. But follow up fun fact or trivia: Do you know who the golfer was? No. Tom Hanks, America's dad. I mean, he's a national treasure, and it should have been. But it was none other than then Parks President Michael Eisner. Oh. Yeah. So that's Michael hitting that golf ball right at you. <laughs> it's, it's probably a joke in there somewhere, but I'm too tired to even figure it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting oh, used to East Coast time. And frankly, I'm still on East Coast time, my friend. I know. I got to get used to it. Um, so there- like 10 p.m. late. I know. Um, so there you have it. That's my little vault for the week. That's Soren. I like that this ride exists pure because I of an erector it. set. We, I, it's adorable. Literally, it's one of my must-dos every time we're at the parks, and every time we go to Epcot, it's must-do. Like living with the land, and then pop over to Soren. I know. We just did it again at at Epcot, and I love it. I do love the new version, but not as much as the original, and purely because they have all the CG now. They had to yeah. use all CG. It's important to note another fun fact. They didn't use a lick of CG for the original Soarin' Over California. Believe it. Mm. We'll start a petition. Right. Bring back Soarin' Over California. I mean, seriously, it should just be the one in California. It should be California. And the one at all the other parks in the world should be around the world. And DCA has its own special one that just fits with the whole theme of everything. The airplane hangar and like the whole theming that's at that one versus what's at the futuristic-y, Epcot-y airport thing that they have going on there for Soren. Yeah, no. Give me give me California at DCA. But you're not interested in the harness airplane hangar no, situation no, of no, soaring no, over no, a no, laundry no. dryer cleaner situation? No, I'm good. Ride. I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. hard pass. All right. Fine. Uh, all right, everybody. I'm back. It feels good to be back. Uh, and I guess we'll talk to you again next week. Adam, I'm so happy to have you back. Thank you again, though, to Kim and Sierra and Sierra for 
pitching in while Adam was literally traveling across the country and unfortunately getting COVID, but then having his crash landing (laughs) in New York City. But we're here. Yes, no, hats off to you ladies. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. All right. Bye, everyone. 